Hello, you're listening to the Big Kickoff League of Ireland podcast with myself, Roy Shanahan. And today I'm joined by Drogheda United centre-back Jack Chu. Jack, welcome to the Big Kickoff League of Ireland podcast. What's the story, Roy? I'm loving that uh, intro there with the fan in the green voice, Roy. It's the best. <laughs> it, it just it fell, in our, it fell in our lap. It was great. Uh, yeah, it's brilliant. Uh, yeah, and you, could watch, there, you could watch that clip all day as well. That's, it's, it's brilliant. Listen, Jack, we, we chatted before live on air about your progress up the football and ladder. But for those who haven't heard the discussion, we might just quickly run over it again just up to the present day. So uh, we'll just go back to when you were at Derby County, when they asked you to sign. How do you look back at your time at Derby County and how it went? Yeah, well, first of all, uh, this is my second time in the show, so the next time I come on, I want the hatchet ball. Yeah, um, yeah. I'll get you. I'll get you from the club somewhere. There's, I'm sure there's one. Yeah. <laughs> now, uh, yeah, obviously, like um, I was with Terry Orchard for my whole schoolboy career from Lucan, but um, I went down there early age, and then for around twelve, thirteen, I just started gathering interest off clubs in England and stuff like that. Went over trials and. One of the offers I got was off Derby and when I was about 15 and I signed that and then I moved over the day after my 16th birthday. Uh, I was over there for, my contract was for three and a half years. I thought about three years because I knew the last six months that I wasn't looking good getting a new deal. So I tried to um, to move on and maybe get a different club rather than staying there for the next six months just collecting a wage. Um, Obviously, I couldn't. I didn't end up. I only ended up getting a trial for um, three days in Portsmouth, and there wasn't even a game or anything. So I was training. So it was a bit of just going down and getting trained. Train. There wasn't really that much of an opportunity for me to get a contract. And after the three days there, I had to get got told then in the um, in the board meeting after the session that I wasn't getting offered a deal, and I had to just pack all my stuff up in my car, drive home in the middle of the night. Bit mad experience, but. <laughs> One I've learned a lot from, like you know. Yeah, and do you when you're looking for another club, uh, uh, for example, you were you said you were playing training with Portsmouth. Did did you have an agent, or is it, you're doing it off your own back? No, yeah. At the time, I had someone looking after me. Um, I wasn't signed to him now or anything like that. But uh, I suppose he originally started looking after me all as an England, just keeping in touch and that kind of thing, and. As it was coming towards the end of the contract, I was sort of looking for opportunities elsewhere, and just found them hard to come by. Really, none really came about. That um, there was talk of a couple of clubs maybe in Scotland and stuff like that, but it never came to anything. And he basically told me that after my contract, after I finished my contract, I'd probably get a few trials lined up. But I only got the the three days in Portsmouth or whatever. And look, that was it. But, but look, that's the way football goes. Um, you know, you get your breaks. I might have got somewhere else, or I mightn't have, and I could have been back in the same situation. But that's the way it is. Yeah. So you're, you have to come back to Ireland. What's going through your head? Ah, uh, yeah. Like so, I went down to Port and I packed my car from Derby, um, so I drove down there. Now that's like a, I don't know, a six or seven hour drive. Because Port is obviously down the very bottom. Derby's in the middle. Um, down there for three days. All the stuff's in my car in case they wanted to sign me. I could move in down there and. It's not then I'd be coming home so obviously I was coming home um, 
I left Portsmouth maybe four o'clock that day, got a ferry at one o'clock or two o'clock in the morning, the late ferry, ferry through the night, got back to Dublin about eight o'clock in the morning and drove home and just, I had a whole way home, like from Portsmouth to Dublin, I was in bits, like to be honest, uh, I remember sitting in the car, like I'm not afraid of the middle, I was crying on the way home, like, but just, you suppose you're, you're building up for so long that when all people are telling you have a slight chance, a uh, very, very slight chance of making it, but they always think and have the possibility of thinking you could be that one, but obviously it wasn't meant to be. Um, that was really uh, coming home, I suppose. It was felt that didn't know where to go to next or what I was going to do with football or if I was even going to continue playing. But look, there's a lot of lads that have been in the same shoes as me and there'll be a lot more that, that will be in the same shoes as me. So I suppose you just grow from it, really. That's depends it. how you take it. And you're, you're, I mean, your dad's, uh, it's a football family, really, and your dad was a referee in the League of Ireland. So did, did he have uh, much of a help to try and pick you up? Um, well, like my family were obviously very supportive, like they always have been since I started playing football and let me choose like what direction I wanted to go in and stuff like that. Um, so I remember when I got back, like you have to remember as well, when you're a young lad, like there might only be a few League of Ireland matches that know you because they might be trying to get you for their 19s team. But a lot of League of Ireland um, managers and so on wouldn't really know uh, a lot of schoolboy players. So... I remember him telling me that the PFEI do a out of contract um, for players that are out of contract training camp in the winter. So I was jumped into that, and from there I got a couple of calls off League of Ireland managers then, and um, yeah, it went from there really. So I mean, we we've seen players come back from England and just get lost in the footballing world altogether, lost from football. So. Just yeah. to get your head back is an achievement and, and get try and get a focus back. So you had a brief spell with Athlone and Shelbourne in the same season and then a year at Cabin yeah. Teeley. So what did you learn or what did you take away from them clubs? Yeah, well, like when I when I was doing the out-of-contract uh, players camp, I got a couple of calls like off Premier Division clubs and stuff. But I was still eligible to play 19s and they all wanted me to sign forms with the senior team and the 19s. And the advice that I got was, get out and play in the first division and play men's football rather than training with the senior team and playing 19th. Now, looking back, I got good good uh, experience at playing in the first division at Alon, but I maybe should have uh, set my standards a bit higher and tried to uh, go to one of them Premier Division sides and break into the first team. But look, I didn't. I went to Alon um, and Alan Matthews manager, who was um, assistant manager now at Pat's, and he was great with me. Like he played me from the start, put a lot of confidence in me. And I was there for I'd say four or five months. And then there was there was money trouble off the pitch um, with the club. So um, half, nearly the whole squad was gone uh, after four or five months. Uh, the manager was gone. And then I got a call off um, Owen Harry to go down to Shells. And um, I was there for Shells for the rest of that season and the following year, I think it was. And then after that, then I obviously went to Cabin Teeley, yeah. Cabin Teeley, you seem to be playing regularly there. So did you enjoy your football there? Yeah, that's it. Like, alone, I was playing regularly. Then I went to Shells. And I was, the start of the time, I was playing more or less all the time. Then second season, I probably was in and out of the team. But, um, yeah, when I left Shells at the end of that, I actually went and played a bit of ga because I used to play when I was younger. I went back and played a bit of ga. Um, I sort of lost 
lost the love for football really I suppose um, for a while and um, Pat Devlin and Eddie Gormley um, ended up speaking to my dad at the PFEI Awards because he was up for a ref of the year they were asking my dad like what was I doing football wise and would I be interested in going down so I went down to Cabin Dealey to train in the off season and to be honest straight away like I enjoyed the atmosphere down there and all the lads are off we, have, we had a young squad so um, I knew a lot of the lads in the team and then yeah to be honest like I Cabin Dealey I started really enjoying my football again like I was playing regularly um, we were competitive as well like and built on the first year into the second year and actually got a playoff then the second year so I uh, had a great time out there to be honest you, you're a draw to move how did that materialise that seemed to uh, well, that caught me unawares as well because I, I had a down that you were going to this one good season at Cavan you'll follow it on with another maybe you know Cavan will, will push which in fairness they have uh, so where did draw to come from? Yeah well because like, I was I was at Cavan the last two seasons the first season um, maybe we just finished mid-table but we weren't bad Second, in the second season obviously we had a really good year and uh, got the playoffs and um, it's at the end of the season and I just sort of felt that, like Jordan gave me a call, Tim Clancy gave me a call, said that they'd be interested in, uh, in, interested in signing me and would I be interested? And I said, like, um, yeah, I'd be interested in speaking to them. So I started seeing a couple of players left off Cabo, like Rob, um, Jack Watson, the keeper. And at this time as well, we weren't sure whether Cabo were going to come back because I don't know, I remember this, if you remember this, like there was some talk in the last season that they that they could possibly fall. That's Obviously, right, they yeah. didn't, and I, I think that could have been just like bullshit in the news or people talking. Anyways, I had a good time with Kevin Teeley, and then I thought just maybe it's time for a bit of a change. And like the squad that Tim Glanty was like uh, putting together, rather like I thought, um, felt it was going to be strong and that they'd be up there challenging for the league as well. So look, we just changed the. Just changed team after two years of Cowboys. Just felt it was a good time for a change. We got a question in, a couple of questions in for League of Ireland fans. So one of them was, how much has Jack learned about defending in the League of Ireland from playing with experienced pros like Derek Prendergast? Yeah, like um, it's a lot, of, like a lot of position and stuff, and just help on the pitch. Like he's non-stop talking to you, like, and I just think it works in your favour. Like you can learn a lot by whether it's just positioning, like being an extra yard forward or back or just playing yourself into the game. You can't really like you can't um learn that stuff until you're playing men's football and playing against playing with experienced pros like like Dell who's played in the probably the last ten years in the League of Ireland or so. So yeah, I learn a lot from them and I'd like to say that then as well, like we help each other out on the pitch because obviously you need that on the team but he's been great because uh, I actually played with Michelle's before as well, so I knew him before coming into the draw. And it's he saved your ass many a time. Oh, yeah, he saved my arse and I say I saved his arse as well. Oh, well, that's a good partnership, so that's good, that's good. <laughs> yeah, the team have made a good start to the season, but there was, a, I suppose, a couple of unexpected results. Drawn to Athlone was the main one, and even though Longford are a good team and you expect them to go for playoffs, uh, it was a bit of a shock still to, to lose at home. Yeah, um, well, like, yeah, Longford are a good team. We knew that they'd be up there as well, like, um, from the very start of the season. And, like I wouldn't like that game was second game of the season and like we played very well like I think it could have went either way or it could have been a draw easily enough but obviously they won 1-0 then after the break the Rovers game was a bit mad like we were 2-0 down after about 15 or 20 minutes and then had a man sent off 
So we actually done well to come back and get a point out of the game. But yeah, the, the only really like really game I could say it was a disappointing performance was um well the start first twenty minutes of the Rovers game, but mainly the at long game. We were just sloppy all over the pitch and giving away the ball too much, um, not taking our chances, not being aggressive enough defending. Um other than that I think we've done quite well. Like we've only lost one out of I think nine or ten games. I think now we're on a run of six or seven. Uh, without losing so as long as you keep picking up points that's all that matters obviously the three points are the main thing you want but as long as we're staying up there um, towards the top of the table come the end of the season and we're in with a chance that's it's important Yeah Who's who's impressed you most so far this season? <clears throat> For Jordan? Uh No just in the in the first division you've, you've played almost everyone I think you've got it's Cabin Teedley next week Yeah we we just haven't played Cabo, yeah. Yeah, so you, you've played generally um, everyone. Who, who's impressed most? Yeah, well, like everyone says, like, would you expect Cabo to be up there? And I said, yeah, like I said, last year, I think everyone just, I think, just sort of writes them off because they're only a new club on the scene or whatever. But I'm not, I wasn't really surprised that they were up uh, towards like, the top of the table. I'm not surprised that they're up towards the top because they've a good squad there and they've good management behind them. But um, I think everyone's like, I think the 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 first division in general has come on since last year and probably the year before. Like like Shamrock Shamrock Rovers too. I know a lot of people probably don't want them in the league and stuff, but like they have some very good young players there that that we like that I see them when they played against us. Um, Wexford are stronger, Atlone are stronger, Cove are very good. We have them this Friday. Your Braves, Longford, they're always going to be up there. Like so, to be honest, um, I think the league's just a little bit stronger than what it has been. Um, a lot more competitive like. it's often more taught about this because we hear League of Ireland fans especially from the first division comment <coughs> on how how disappointed they are that they're kind of left to the side do the players in the first division feel in a similar way that you know everything seems to be from the League of Ireland for FAIO even the, even the telly yeah. you know RTE there's, there's no real coverage and then when it came to the stream and as well they were left, the yeah. left at their own accord. Do, do, do the players like, I think, um, mumble? I think all the players in the first division feel let down by the, um, by the maybe the FEI or RTE or like the Watch League of Ireland stream like I don't like they're adding in they're letting the first division clubs um, they're comp- like giving them some money from that so I don't see how much more it would ask to, to put them games on as well because like there's a, there's a lot of fans and teams like Longford and Drada and stuff like that that would be that be willing to watch the games every week in Galway, but obviously, I think yeah they feel a little bit left behind, and it's usually the same. Like there's yourselves, and there's maybe one or two other podcasts that cover the, the first division, and then there's one or two that don't. But um, I think like if we're going to move on as a league, like the League of Ireland, we need to have a strong first division and Premier Division because, as you know, you can't just have a ten-team league and that be the end of it. No relegation and no promotion teams coming up. So. Um, I'm glad that the first division clubs um, went together and actually got their own stream and started. Uh, I think it just showed professionalism from them. Like, draw and have a great stream. They've a commentator on every Friday for the games. I think Galway and Longford have done the same. So, fair play to them for, for getting that started. Yeah, and in fairness, uh, I put my hands up. I'm seeing more football than ever 
since I purchased the uh, yeah. the stream and so I'd 100%, I'd 100% yeah it's great service and there'll be 100% watch the first division games uh, again obviously it's too far to go down and watch these games so if, if it's if it's there at the tap of a, a, a button you'd definitely watch the yeah, games because yeah. there's some great games like next Monday as, as I said yourselves and, and Cabin Teeley will be a great game to watch so yeah, hopefully yeah, they've, they've, it's a positive uh, step forward, but hopefully they take that second step and, and get the first division up there as well. Now, listen, what sort of approach does manager Tim Clancy take? Is he hands-on in the coaching sense? Um, yeah, he will be. He'll be on the pitch um, every session. Like Tim, or sorry, Kev would probably um, lead most of the sessions, but Tim would jump in and give us um, his point on what he has to say um, every so often. Like the sessions are enjoyable. It's all football. Um, like he instills, he instills, I'm trying to instill a lot of confidence in the players and allow us to be like play with a bit of freedom, you know. But obviously, um, doing the right things uh, that he expects. But yeah, he does. He jumps in, gives us points, and uh, and then Kev sort of takes the sessions as well. But the two of them work together, like and they both give their points just as much as each other. Yeah, and what about man management? Um, like you've had a, f- a few managers just in in the League of Ireland alone. Um. What what's, yeah. what's man management to you? Man management to me will be how to speak to players individually and then as a team, I suppose. So whether a player can take a bollocking or he can't, and he need or else he needs an arm around the shoulder or he needs to be pulled aside and told differently. I don't think. Um, I think with good man management, you can change the two between players um, and get get the best out of the players by whatever they you think they need. If that makes sense. Yeah. 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 Um, what and do you, then obviously what in do you a get? group you, environment, making making sure that nobody crosses the line. Yeah, do you do you get a bollocking? Uh, I don't know. I think I react a bit. <laughs> I, I, I can definitely get a bollocking. Yeah, but I don't know whether it's because I react better from a bollocking or not. But it just seems to get them. <laughs> when you look out or look back at a few managers you've had, are the styles similar or do they stand out differently? Um, I think this year um, the football's a little bit different, which are had it. I think we have. I don't know. I think we just play more, a bit more expansive than maybe we would have um, with Cabin Dealey or Athlone. We have some really good attackers in the team, uh, so we're basically just trying to feed them the ball as much as we can on the ground um, and let them work their magic, to be honest. Uh, that's not to say, like, play, passing football, um, like possession football, means that you're going to get results because at the end of the day, it's results business. So um, I think whatever style. You, you you do do, um, you need to be getting the results from it. So happily enough, at the moment we are getting results. Um, hopefully you can stay that way. Uh, what's the pitch like up in Drada? Ah, deadly. It's. I was talking to Matt the grounds man last night, and uh, I was just having a chat with him. But you want, like the pitch is always in great nick up there, and there's a good few other teams that play on it, and uh, you'll never find anything wrong with it. Like, you know, so I was in good nick. And it's great around the League of Ireland. There's all sorts of characters uh, within the clubs that that make the clubs. Uh, who who have you got up in Drogheda? Who 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 helps the 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 club tick in the background? Ah, uh, well, there's a good few. Like there's Larry McQuillan. He's a, the photographer at the club. He's there non-stop. You have Matt the groundsman. He's at every session, I would say, and probably at every game. There's another lad, Collie, who's a steward. I don't know if you've seen the video when um, Mark Kintle was coaching up in Trotter and yeah. the steward behind him starts rubbing his head yeah I do yeah, <laughs> yeah that's another one Collie as well um, uh, there's a good few there's 
two or three girls in the background are doing all the work, especially around COVID-19, like ensuring that place is safe when players and staff and media and that come. And obviously, like, you have your people like Connor Howie who was uh, keep, keeping the club ticking away. Like, Yeah, is it much different now under the, the COVID restrictions? Uh, on the pitch, there's no there's no real difference at all. Like, um, we turn up the train and we have stay social distance in the stand getting changed. Then we go out and train. Um, well, first of all, we go in, we get our temperatures checked, we go into the stand, we have to stay, um, whatever it is, two metres away from each other, get changed, go out on the pitch, you can train then um, as normal. Then you come back in from training and you're not allowed to shower. You have to just leave straight away and travel travel home. And then on away trips, you just have to wear a mask on the bus, keep distance, all that kind of stuff, you know. Um, but on the, like in terms of football, nothing's changed. Nothing's really, changed, so. yeah, yeah. Now, another question in from a League of Ireland fan who, who sent it in to us. Uh, the first part might be me. Uh, obviously, since you've left Cabin Tealy, they've gone from strength to strength. Uh, would it be bittersweet to be former side Captain Teeley to the first division title or does that sort of thing not play in your factor in your thinking? Did you write that question? No, I wrote the first part. <laughs> <laughs> I just added that on. <laughs> yeah. No, uh, look, I'm with, I'm with Ron now like, and whatever team I'm with, I'm, I'm, trying, I'm aiming to, to do well at. So, look, we want to get promoted whether that's winning the league or through the playoffs obviously winning the league would be a lot better and it just happens that Cabin Teely are up there as well and they're our rivals to the league so um, whether it's Cabin Teely or it's Cove I, I want to beat them because that's just my attitude I want to be a winner like, um, and I want to win I want to win the first division so it doesn't make a difference if it's Cabin Teely Yeah and listen do you have any more ambitions of going abroad again or are you focused on a League of Ireland career? Do you know what I'm I'm sort of when I first came back from England, I would have loved to went back. Um, well, since I came back, I've gone to college. I'm going to finish my degree this year, hopefully. I'm after setting up um, a fitness business that's doing really well. Um, if the opportunity arose, I would like to be honest. I'd have to be playing Premier Division before I'd even um, before I could even talk about possibly moving away again. I'd say. Um, if I can get in the, um, into the Premier Division next year, which I'd rather look, it might put me in the shop window and we'll see from there. But at the moment, I'm enjoying my football part-time, I'm enjoying my work part-time. Um, and I'm just enjoying uh, my life in general, I suppose. Yeah. Doing, uh, playing football and working. Yeah, it's not it's not a bad life to live at the moment, is it? No, it's great. Look, I'll be playing football anyway, so to be, um, to be doing it part-time is great. What what training do you do outside the club? Uh, I know you have your, as you said, your your own little business going fifth or forty five. Before you go into that though, what what training do you do? You do extra training yourself? Uh, yeah, so like I train Monday, Wednesday with Trada, and then game Friday. We would have trained on the Thursday night before COVID, but um, we've changed it to Monday, Wednesday, and then game Friday. So then myself, I would train. I train every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday in the gym. Thursday I wouldn't do anything because day before again Friday I wouldn't do anything then Saturday I would do a little bit of like upper body weights and then Sunday some some weeks I'd go some um, I wouldn't so yeah I'd be in the gym really uh, every day myself um, yeah. and that's, that's part time football yeah no it's not really but yeah they say <laughs> part time but like yeah you're looking after your food you're looking after your rest you're looking after your training off the pitch there's no, no, no part time you either do it properly or you don't that's it yeah, fit for forty five. What can you tell about? Tell us about. Yeah, so in the name forty five, it's forty five minute class. Um, 
the fitness class ranges from TRX, uh, TRX like a suspension trainer for anyone that doesn't know, kettlebells, dumbbells, um, cardio training. It's a mix of bit. It's a bit of a mix of everything. It's mainly for um people that for for beginners to intermediate. I would say most of the um your advanced gym goer wouldn't really do class. They probably just go and train on their own. So it's that it's people who um maybe seek a bit of uh, advice on how to train and why they're training and like training in the group environment. Um, and they like the crack that comes along with it. So it's 45 minutes on and Lucan. We've been going the last year now. Um, last year we started off just with a Thursday night class and a Saturday morning class. And now we have um, 12 classes going in the week. So brilliant, brilliant. nearly every day, every day of the week bar Sunday. So it's brilliant. So anyone who's around the area can pop down at any time they want. You have to book in through my um my business partner who's also my girlfriend. <laughs> she does the booking for the me. boss. Yeah, the boss. You have to make sure it's all right with her first. <laughs> Listen, do you have a website or is it just Facebook page or? We have a Facebook and Instagram page. Um, for forty five. Um, you'll see it comes up. Uh, it should come up anyway, and um, or you can get it through my own page as well, which is Jack too. Um. So yeah, like if people are around the Lucan area or Clondalk and um, Palmerstown area, Leakslip, I suppose Leakslip not at the moment, it's in lockdown, but oh, you know what I mean, they're back over it, they're back over it, they're allowed out again now. There so, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not keeping up with no, the No, no, good, keep your head down and keep training, good man. Listen, a couple of quick fire questions <laughs> before before we finish. Bows versus Rovers this week, who wins? Rovers. Stephen Kenny's Ireland to beat Bulgaria, yes or no? Yes. That's the heart in you. I know it. It's not the head, it's the heart. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's the head as well. Filippo Giovagnoli to be Dundalk manager at the start of the 2021 season. NA, not applicable. <laughs> if Draw to get promoted, Jack, Jack Chu to stay with a club for more than two seasons. Yes. <laughs> Listen, Jack, it's been a pleasure uh, as always. Uh, <laughs> I'll make sure I don't get you on so I don't have to give you a football again uh, or m- maybe we'll do it at the end of your career. <laughs> uh, <listen> to, <laughs> exactly, yeah. it, It's a pleasure and uh, I'll be rooting for Drogheda this year and hopefully you'll get up there this season. Yeah, thanks very much. Really. Nice one.